Stirring the Pot with Drip Kitchen. Yeah, all you guys with your winter snowboarding shit. So I haven't even gone yet. Anything to stop the darkness from getting us a, you know, winter. All I know is next year, I want to get the pass, whatever pass Bethany has, because it's for so many damn good mountains. Well, she probably paid out the butthole for it. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I can't afford a ski pass. You think I'm a millionaire? <laughs> <laughs> See, now let's just go for it. I'm like, oh my god. Initially, I'm like, do they have a payment plan? Yeah, but one day is like $120. Really? Huh, yeah. I've gone for like 50-something bucks before. Middle really? of the week, baby. Oh, yeah. I guess so. Take the day off. Next month should be perfect for it. Start to warm up a little bit. Won't be so icy. I heard it's been icy. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I heard it's been no good. I wish I had gone the last... When we got all that powder. The last I one. I don't know. We had that, like, storm yesterday that was mostly, like, sleet or, like, freezing rain. And, like, the roof above, like, the polisher that I work on leaks in certain spots. And, dude, it was, like, dripping on my head, just that cold <laughs> water. <laughs> I was, like, dying, awake. trying to avoid it. Oh my god. Yeah, that's disgusting. You're just making sure you're awake and you're working. Joe Rogan's getting cancelled because he's a quote-unquote misleading uh, information about uh, COVID. And uh, also, like, he's, like, said transphobic stuff. And everyone's like... Well, the only thing that made me laugh, though, about the whole thing was um, the few articles I read, because I wanted to hear what happened. Because, unfortunately, I miss out on a lot of real-time stuff. And I have to catch up to work and whatnot. But I saw the stuff going on about people canceling Joe Rogan. And I was like, I literally typed down. I was like, what did Joe Rogan do? <laughs> and, um, I, that's where I read all the stuff. And the funny part is the first thing that popped up is, who is Joe Rogan? And what did he do to get canceled? And I was like, first of all, who the fuck doesn't know who Joe Rogan is? Like, and maybe it's because we're, like, all older and we remember Fear Factor. But, like, I don't know. That weirded me out. But, yeah. Everyone's, like, really mad at him. So. So, I actually didn't know he was on Fear Factor. Because <laughs> I never really watched the show. I just thought he was some podcaster that a lot of people listen to. Really? Yeah. No. No. Um... No, he's been around for fucking ever. That's why I thought it was crazy that there was, like, a title that said, like, who's Joe Rogan? I was like, are you fucking serious? He was like, if you made it this far, I assume you know. But yeah, like, I don't know. It's pretty crazy. I, I just, I don't listen to him consistently, you know? I don't know. I've heard some episodes, but only if he has, like, my favorite um, comedian song. I feel I like at, at the end of the day, though, everybody has always said something that, like, could offend someone at some time. Oh, dude, yeah, 100%. You can't say anything without at least offending one person. I mean, everybody's got their boundaries and things. And This week we have Sarah Rorden on. That is Sarah Rorden underscore on Instagram. She drives an LS swapped S13, and she is also working at AWE Tuning. Thank you for joining us.
Hey guys. Oh, hi. What up? Hey. How's it going? She's got a drift kitchen sweatshirt on. Hell yeah. It's ass a little bit, right? <laughs> Did you guys do that? Ooh. Did you back up? Let's see. Did you? I can't see. It doesn't show me your your hoodies. Oh, you are. Son of a bitch. Alexis, what about you? Oh. Wow. <laughs> wow, all right. Where you Just checking. Just checking to see who's who's about the brand and who isn't. But listen, I'm still representing. I'm just I had the hat on earlier. I'm just I'm representing our friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? How's your weekend going? It's cold, it's icy. I'm definitely ready for summer. Dude, me too. I have, like, no motivation to work on anything. I've been, like, slacking and just, like, chilling at home, so. <laughs> Same. I've had the FRS in the garage um, since the season ended, and I've done nothing to it. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 240 still sitting in the field, and uh, no knuckles yet, nothing. So, yeah. <laughs> Same old... Dude, I'm glad I'm not alone because every day I, like, beat myself up. Like, you should be working. Like, what? You have parts already? Like, you're not waiting on anything. But I just, I'm like, nah. <laughs> nope. But I yeah. have all these big plans before the season ends, and then you have all this time and nothing, nothing happens. Yeah, of course. Like, I did a private day probably, like, a week or two after the season ended and cracked my oil pan. And you'd think I'd be, like, motivated to take it down and check that everything's good. But I'm just like, I don't want to look at it. I'm mad. <laughs> so, we'll get there. Maybe this will be my motivation to go in the garage later tonight and, like, get that thing in the air finally. like, <laughs> Yeah, like I recorded that. Like, fuck. Yeah. Oh, I told the internet, and now I you're have like, to. yeah. Now you're already set like a countdown for like the first event, which yeah. like only ended next month. Don't worry about it. Oh God, that's gonna come up quick. Yeah. No, don't worry. But I thought about that too. I was like, damn it, I was just getting comfortable in the house. Yeah, I really and I, yeah, I love the season. It's like my favorite time of year. But also, it's kind of nice to just relax and not have to do stuff for a little bit. <laughs> pressure yeah first time in my life i have anything together it's off season <laughs> yeah nope i'm more of a mess now than ever <laughs> me too <laughs> yeah. yeah so um let's start talking about cool. like your car um what's been done to it uh, how you got into this whole thing Cool. Yeah. So, um, I have like a bunch of different cars cause I have a small addiction to two forties. I think I have three, uh, but my track car is a hatch. I think it's a 93 or an 89. I don't remember. I have two of them. <laughs> I should know that, but I don't. Um, and initially it had a VQ. I actually got it from a junkyard. This is a, kind of a funny story. We'll start at the beginning. So, um, we were like junkyard parts grabbing and all of a sudden we see this like beat 240 with no wheels on it just on its rotors in a corner and I was like how do I get that and I guess they didn't really know what it was so they're like oh you want the white car 
And I was like, yeah, I want the white car. So we just, like, winched it up onto a trailer with, again, rotors only. I was like, oh, my God, this is painful. And then uh, brought it back, and it was full of rust, like, rot holes everywhere. It didn't have an engine or anything. And I was like, oh, initially I was like, oh, I'm going to put an SR in it, because that's what everyone cool was doing. Um, And then my one friend was like, you know, VQs only weigh, like, a little bit more than SRs, and they make way more power. And dumb me was like, oh, that'd be cool, that'd be different, like, I want to be different, uh, so I did that, and that took, like, three years to do, so, in- like, instead of drifting, I was building this ridiculous car, um, and so it had a VQ for, I think, four seasons, and I went through two engines, um, and I made a promise to myself, like, after I blew up two of them, I will do something different, that's when I got a V8, and uh, built it from the block up, that was my first, like, complete engine build, so it was very... Very exciting. It's um, an LM7, technically, so it's a 5.3 iron block engine out of, like, trucks and, and whatnot. Um, it, like, bolts up to everything LS, though, so they're, they're like Legos. It's fantastic. Best build. I'm a huge LS fan now. True believer. I've chugged the Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, it was really cool to see an engine, like, go together completely. I feel like I could build it in a way that a VQ just is a little too complicated, in my opinion, at least, but... Which one uh, did you prefer driving? Well, I mean, my favorite car is my Kuki. I have a 1998 Kuki that was my dad's car. Um, And that's, like, my baby, but it's in pieces in my garage right now. Um, Which engine did I prefer drifting on? I think definitely the V8, just because, like, you get yourself out of trouble a lot easier because you just give it a little more right foot. (laughs) And it's, you know, clout points, cooler. That's um, wild. Your dad had a kooky. Like, how did that happen? My dad would never own anything like that. Yeah, so my dad is more of, like, a bro than a father, honestly. So he's always been like, here's what you do that's cool. Like, here's how you be cool. And I was like, <laughs> okay, dad, like, tell me. So he bought this car because he was, he tells me now. He was like, I knew it was going to be valuable back when I bought it. I was like, okay, sure. I think he just wanted a rear-wheel drive sports car, and it was, like, pretty cheap at the time. He paid twelve grand for it. And he was the second owner. I think it had, like, maybe a couple thousand miles on it. Like, nothing. He bought it in maybe 2001. And I remember distinctly, like, this is going to sound super cheesy, but I remember driving to the first Fast and the Furious movie, like, crisscross applesauce in the backseat, because, you know, the backseats of those cars are, like, super tiny. And my dad's like, guys, to me and my brother, he's like, this is going to be the coolest thing, because this car is in the movie. And I was like, oh, that's so rad. And, like... That's, I don't know if that's why I got into cars, but that was one of the reasons I was like, this is so cool, we have a car from the movie. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, he, he's kind of cool. My dad always worked on, um, like, classic cars and whatnot. He had a Charger back in the day and stuff, and he actually worked on my grandpa's pit crew. So he's always been into cars, and, you know, that's sort of where I got yeah. it from. Yeah. See, that would be more normal, is, like, if someone was, like, oh, he likes, like, chargers and shit. That's why I was, like, how did your dad get a kooky? I was, like, that's yeah. fucking weird. It was, like, he sounds cool, but that's so fucking weird. He's all over the place. So, he he's, like, he needs to be, like, one of the cool kids. So, he's always up on the trends. He's actually way better at technology than me, the millennial. Um, he's into IT and whatnot, and he's always, like, keeping up. He ordered a Rivian truck. I've maybe seen them, like, twice on the internet. I don't know. He's he's going on and on about it. He also has a 40th anniversary 370Z that he, he, like, loves. 
So he's, yeah, he, he likes to keep up with the times, but he's still a car guy. So he's like. Yeah, no, he's living all our dreams right now. I know, I know. <laughs> Are you guys doing anything to those routine? Are you like, are you fixing it up or? Well, so it started uh, misfiring and you know me, I'm always like way too intense that I need to be. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to bring it in, give it like a full refresh. And that turned into like, I'm going to go KAT. And then ever since building my track car, uh, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of money. And now I kind of just want to put it back together. And, um, you know, just drive it, keep it K, keep it stock. It needs maybe like a little TLC. Um, and I robbed some parts off of it for my other cars. <laughs> so I need to just put those back. Honestly, the only thing wrong with it is, um, one rust hole that I want to get repaired and then like a paint job. That's my car forever. I will just spend whatever I need to on that thing and I'm never selling it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. And then is he going to drift too? Are you going to let him drift your car? He's so funny, my dad. He, like, even though he's never drifted ever in his life, he will still give me pointers when he sees me. And he'll be like, you know, you need to do this, this, and this. And I'm like... So I was thinking, he's actually turning 60 on Monday. Yeah, Monday's the 7th? He's turning 60 on the 7th. So I was thinking for his birthday to get him, like, a private day. And be like, here you go, since you want to talk the talk, go ahead and drive my car. <laughs> That'd be so cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, now that's out in the universe, so there's his present. <laughs> We could probably bow, right? <laughs> well, I hope you record it so that we can see what that's like. Oh, yeah, that'll be good, too. So when he doesn't pick it up as quick, I'll be like, mm, not as easy as you thought. <laughs> yeah, everyone weird. thinks it's going to be so easy, and then when it comes yeah. down to it. <laughs> yep. Trust me, I was like, that looks easy, and then I'm, like, not doing anything, or I'm doing everything wrong, and I'm like, yeah. Oh my god, oh my god. And it's funny, because Taylor, even at one point, you were like, if that were you, Kim, you did pretty good, but if that was Chet, that was terrible. <laughs> and it was Chet, right? Yeah, no, yeah, actually, it was Chet. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, you gotta start somewhere. Mm-hmm. It was not good. Um, so we did learn a lot of weird, creepy facts about you right before this happened. Um, Let's just I would say Taylor knows somebody. <laughs> what are my weird, creepy facts? I can't wait. Did you break your femur? I did, playing flag oh. football. That's weird, right? We this poor girl's probably so creeped out. <laughs> no, yeah. I think this is rad. I like it. This is um, why we took notes. <clears throat> yeah, it was, the, it was like the perfect storm. I was uh, like 17. I was still in high school, and we did this thing where like all the girl athletes would play football and then all the boy athletes would like cheer us on it was like a powder puff game and so it was you know all of us out there and and the girls went way harder than the dudes because it was supposed to be flag football and they were just like laying each other out <laughs> and um I forget what position I was playing I think I was on I was definitely on defense because I was running super fast and I went to like stretch out to grab this girl's flag and I had all my weight on one leg and, like, all my running momentum. And someone slide-tackled me, and my leg Ooh. got caught out from under me, and then it was, like, flexed. And it was all my running momentum into a flex knee, and just, like, full, complete. Sorry if anyone's scre screaming, but it was, like, complete fracture. I have a rod and six pins now. Jesus yeah. Christ, from a flag football game. From a flag football game. That's probably the weirdest thing about me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but it's gnarly. Now the I'm probably 
Yeah, the femur is probably like the hardest bone to break. It I is, think. yeah. Like it's fucking huge and it's thick. It's like that's why I'm like, oh my god, how? Yeah, in high school, and then they put me in this like weird cast, and I ended up at the hospital. Two hospitals later, they had to transfer my foot over, and there's like eight doctors or nurses or whatever moving my leg, and my leg is not attached anymore. It's kind of doing this like dangly jaw in the center, and uh, there's someone in charge of holding my foot. And every little movement my leg's making, it's, like, excruciating pain. So this dude has my foot, right? Easily the most important guy in this situation. And then all of a sudden he gets a beep and, like, sticks my foot off to the side to, like, see his phone. I'm like, that hurts so bad. Why are you doing that? Oh, my God. I remember distinctly I was, like, flipping out. And they were like, stop screaming. And then I'm like, fuck you guys. Oh, am I allowed to curse on this, John? Yeah. Okay, sick. (laughs) Yeah. And then my mom's like, don't curse, Sarah. So, yeah. <laughs> like, no, I feel like, like from your perspective, you had every right. Yeah, hell yeah. I was yeah, like, that, that sounds terrible. Yeah, it was awful. It was, it was funny in hindsight, but yeah. I just like imagine my leg being like jello and like my foot just, you know. It was so spooky. <laughs> I didn't believe it at first. I wasn't in pain at first. I just was like on the ground, like, oh, damn, I just got taken out. I went to like lift my body up and only like half my leg came with me. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is bad. And then the nurse comes out, and she's like, just get up. You're fine. Like, just get up. And I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. Like, it's messed up. And they're like, there's no way. Yeah. I feel like you're a terrible nurse. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, who's going to believe someone broke their femur playing flag football? Like, no, I don't even believe it, even saying it out loud. <laughs> it sounds like you were, like, really angry to go with that force <laughs> yeah man i was like we're gonna win this like i gotta get yeah. that flag and hindsight i'm like oof like relax yeah. man, why you're trying so hard <laughs> do you yeah. think you're a competitive person oh <laughs> you think <laughs> totally yeah i'm like and i'm also competitive on behalf of other people so even when i'm like spotting or crewing for someone i'm like no we're winning like you don't understand so for those that like don't know Sarah, if you're if she's like your spotter at a competition, she I, I see you put like your all in, into everything and runs up and down the bleachers like full on just yeah. You yeah, want her th- as your spotter. <laughs> That's because I am like severely competitive. Like I just want to be the best and if it's spotting or crewing, I'm I'm knees to chest the whole way. Like I take it very seriously, so I don't know. I don't know. I'm a freak, I guess. <laughs> no, I think that's great. Um, so who have you done um, spotting for and crewing? Um, I, so I started out spotting for Kenrick. Actually, in FD, I was, like, super nervous because, <laughs> obviously, I've watched a lot of drifting just like you guys, but I had never really um, spotted before, and it's pretty important um, for the driver to sort of know what the judges are seeing. That's what the spotter does is, like, sees what the judges are seeing so they can give notes so you can get, like, on that perfect line. Cause it doesn't matter if it looks cool from way out there. If the judges don't see what you're seeing, you know, who cares? Um, so I started spotting for Kenrick Meyer in FD and pro two back when it was pro two, not pro spec. Um, and then I've spotted for Chris Meyer, his brother. I've spotted for, um, Steve Misko for just one event just to help out. And then Brian hop for one event. Um, fingers crossed. I have some things in the works. I'd really like to get back into it for like a whole series because I think that's when it's the most fun and the, the best. Maybe I'll have something for this year. I hope so. <laughs> I'm coming for Reese's title. Good. You should. <laughs> she, 
he was obviously the person that gave us the creepy information. Um, but he just like pretty much said that you were like one of the best spotters that like he knows. So Oh, thanks. That means a lot. Um, yeah, I actually just paid attention and listened to the judges and I got a lot of advice from other spotters as well. Like talk to talk about drifting. I know in the previous episodes you guys have talked about how it's like such a community and no other sports are like it. In my very first event, I'm like shitting a brick in this tower around all these professionals. What's funny is Kenrick was going up against, um, now I'm going to forget who it was, but Chris Forsberg was their spotter. And then I'm Kenrick's spotter, like, <laughs> but everyone was like giving advice saying, oh, this is what I do. This is what I look for. And as long as you're like willing to ask for help and you just, you know, pay attention and soak it in, it's, and I think that's the coolest. Cause I don't know any other sport like that. They would just be like, you know, go lose. We don't care. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. Uh, how is just like announcing for the gambler opposed to spotting? Um, oh man, it's it's so cool. I had no idea they were going to ask me to do that, and I am a loudmouth, so it's perfect. Um, I kind of like it. I, I enjoy it. I'm, it's a lot more nerve wracking than spotting is. I feel like spotting is a little more like relaxed. You can sort of, you know. Take your time, make sure, you know, no one's staring at you. But then when you have a microphone in your hand and you're announcing a whole event, you got to make sure you know who's going and when, and you have to say everything correct, and you got to know everyone's names and how to pronounce them. And you really should know the cars and what engines are in them as well, so you can, you know, talk about it. And it did help to have a, um, like, a co host, I guess. Um, and you can sort of, like, feed off of that guy. It's, it's hard to know what I like more, honestly. I wish I could do both. Like, I'm the type of person that I want everything. I want all the things. So if I could do, you know, spotting for a little bit uh, for one series, I guess, and then announcing for a different one, that would be, like, a perfect season for me. That's cool. And at least, like, when you're announcing, you know what you're talking about, like, about drifting in general from spotting and driving. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it. So when you get up there, you're like, I forget everything. Am I even a human being? I don't know. Uh, (laughs) And you have to, like, check yourself and be like, no, no, I know this. This is the thing I do. I was going to say, plus you have, like, everyone staring at you and then all your friends online, like, who can't wait to roast you when you say something wrong. But it's you sort of have to just forget about that and be like, it's fun. If I say something stupid, roast me. It's fine. (laughs) Aren't you used to being on camera, though? Didn't you do, don't you do, like, a bunch of videos? Yeah, totally. So my, my last job... I did work for um, Turn 5, which is like American Muscle, Extreme Terrain, American Trucks. I don't know if you guys are familiar with them, but it's like a big um, distributor of random brands and parts. And um, I was like desperately looking for a job and I applied to a marketing position and they're like, oh yeah, that's filled, but do you want to be on camera? And I was like, "Uh, I don't know, I guess. And so a lot of it was installing. So the portion of installing, I was like, I got this. And so we would install parts and that was all great. But then when it came to talking to the camera, the first like couple of months, I was like mad awkward, just like, okay, guys, wh- what are we doing here? <laughs> so, um, but once you get a little practice in, it's not bad. I sort of ignore it when it's there. I try to talk to it like I would t- be talking to like another person or whatever. But yeah, it's basically the, the whole key is just not to let your nerves win. You got to just get in there and own your nerves. Stop it. I'm not nervous. <laughs> We let our nerves win, Taylor. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, man. Me too. Me too. Even so, I just got hired at this new company, um, AWE. I don't know if you guys are familiar. It's They make exhausts and intakes as well. Um, and I have to stand up in front of the whole company, like, maybe, like, 
200 people. Um, and I'm still nervous. And they're like, I, they hired me to talk on camera and be like, the brand ambassador, here I am. And I'm still nervous talking to just my coworkers. But 200 so. people, that's a lot. Yeah, well, and plus, you know, you get, like, stage fright a little bit. Um, I did, this is another weird fact about me, I was a cheerleader in college, um, and even though I had done cheerleading for, like, all these years, and I've ran out on a field a thousand times, I would always, right beforehand, be about to throw up. <laughs> and so, I just learned, like, to power through the puke feeling. I guess that's how, the only reason I started drifting was like no no I want this bad enough I'm gonna just power through because I would sit on grid and I'd be so nervous I'd be I'm even sweating talking about it. I'd be so nervous like oh my god I'm gonna be terrible I'm gonna break my car blah, blah, blah. but it's just about like checking your thoughts because I don't know if you guys are the similar but my brain will tell me like you're not even good like why are you even here that type of stuff and you have to you know check those weird feelings I think it's like a little brain demon that's like you're not good at stuff just like driving to a track or whatever i feel like i'm gonna like shit myself before i even pull into the gate like i'm i get nervous like i get that feeling in my stomach and i'm like oh man <laughs> i yeah. don't like to do this and it's like wait i'm not even driving today like, why am i nervous <laughs> it's so strange isn't it like there's no reason for you to be nervous i've seen you drive and you just shred all day long like it's no big deal i picture you in like a big lazy boy just like <laughs> and so you but still we're like why are we nervous <laughs> Yeah, I, our evergreen event, I let it eat me up that day, and yeah, thinking I was a terrible driver and shit. That's so crazy. I wonder if dudes get the same way. I, I've never asked one. Maybe I should. If they get the willies before it? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's like a masculinity thing. Some people, I think, will say that they do. Yeah. They go, nah, nah, it's second nature. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Also yeah, you think they're fibbing? We just all to be know like, those dudes who don't have a weakness in their body. They're like, no, nah, no, nah, it's like riding a bike. I just get in. You know, I could do this blindfold. Doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> who cares? It's just drifting. It's like driving a yeah. wall on, man. Whatever. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. They just die on weird hills sometimes. Yeah. Everybody yeah, has a weird funny. weakness. And, um, yeah, I have a many, but... Yeah, maybe, maybe it's a front for those guys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It'd be cooler if you did. Yeah. No, those days it's just something's wrong with their car. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen those weaknesses. <laughs> something's broken. When stuff don't go right. Yeah. Oh, the flux capacitor isn't fluxing right. I can't even go. <laughs> At least the worst thing I would do is probably just cry. I would just cry. Oh, man, when I get, like, ex frustrated to the extreme, I'm, like, when I get so angry that I'm just going to either yell or cry, I'm always just, yeah, I guess we're crying now. <laughs> same. <laughs> Big yeah. same on that one. I always put crying. Crying always wins over violence, to be honest with you. Yeah, and I want to be such a tough guy. I'm, like, no, mm -hmm. I'm, I don't even cry. I'm a, I'm a tough dude. Like, it's fine. <laughs> but, no, as soon as I'm, like... Maybe two sessions have gone by and I've just been terrible and spun out every single one. I'm like in the pits, just like, I hate this. I'm so terrible. I'm just going to sell my car. <laughs> Yeah, I, felt okay. so, I felt so bad at Evergreen when your car was having problems for like the whole beginning of the day. Well, no joke. I so I was trying to shoot for the beginning of the season to get it done, and of course, didn't happen. So then your eyes event was coming up. 
And I was like, all right, I'm driving this one. This is going to be my first event on this car. And I had also changed... Oh, I had uh, changed my suspension a little bit. I, I have extended lower control arms, so I wanted to have a little more steering angle. Um, and it, so I was like, this was going to be a pretty different car from what I drove last season. And I was super nervous. And I was literally up to till probably midnight or 2 o'clock in the morning trying to finish this car and get everything done. And, of course, we get there, and it wasn't working. What was supposed, It was something dumb, but it wasn't working how it was supposed to be. And I was, like, ready to, same thing, ready to cry and throw things. So... Luckily, I have such cool friends. I think that's why drifting is one of the most amazing things. If I, I needed five minutes to go walk away, I was actually going to go look at someone else's 240 with a V8 because I wanted to see some of their wiring. But I was like, I really just need to take a five-minute walk and try to walk it off. And while I was gone, of course, I think it was Trevor, comes up and he's like, I've seen this. This is, this is what it was. It was um, the alternator wasn't getting voltage from the wire wiring harness. I have no idea why. So he basically just had to run a separate cable just to get power to the alternator. Super spooky, but it fixed it, and guess what? Didn't even change it. Still running it. Because <laughs> I'm lazy! Mm-hmm. Once again, though, Trevor is a baby angel. He in is. So many ways. He's so He's the best. He Literally, Trevor would help out anyone. He would. Yeah, you could like, just get done robbing a bank. You could come out, like, bag of cash in one hand, gun in the other, and have Trevor be like, need me to help you bear that? Okay. He, yeah, he would scrub the fingerprints off the gun. Yeah. He's the coolest. But that's, like, again, why I love drifting so much, because people are, are there to help you. They're not going to be like, wow, you, like, didn't even wire your car, right? <laughs> They're like, here to help you figure out your problem, not to, like, put you down. I feel like some other sports, maybe even other motorsports, are a little bit more like that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. that's what I, we hear yeah I think out of all of our guests like so far drifting has been the only one like everyone else has said like drag racing and they're just not as nice yeah don't get me wrong when competition heats up like especially in FD um, people can be competitive and like you know they'll start covering their mouth and they're talking on the microphone and they're out to beat you but then if something happens where you know you stuff your car god forbid the person who was just out to beat you five minutes earlier is there in your pit helping you fix it. Right. So even even then, it's like, you can tell. Yeah, so, well, in Formula Drift, they will, if they're going to say something to the driver where it might be, like, helpful information oh. and they want other people to hear or maybe it's something about the person they're about to face, they'll, like, cover their mouth or they'll go walk out of the tower and just make sure no one else hears you say it. Oh. Also, it's, it's kind of, you don't want to be, like, this guy messes up on the clip every single time. Like, make sure you're tight on this clip because he's not. You don't want to be, at least me, I don't want to be insulting fair. other people. Yeah, I get that. No, that's yeah. uncomfortable. Right. His, his entry is ass. Don't worry. <laughs> so, it'd be like, so his were super dope, but I have some suggestions. Yeah. I have several notes. <laughs> I like to do, so, I like to do a compliment sandwich because I feel like drivers are a little bit of baby sometimes so i'll be like that was so rad like you went super wide on that outer zone awesome job maybe get a little tighter on the inner clip in this zone but man that entry was so sick and then you just like sneak the con- <laughs> sneak the constructive criticism in there <laughs> so yeah i don't know if it works that's just my method to try to get like you know, a little bit of notes in there. And, I, and I, don't like to, I don't like to overwhelm them either. I try to give them, like, maybe the most important one or two things that they have to change. Like, especially if they've just gone out and done, like, a super sloppy run. You're not ever going to be like, that was 
ass, bro. You need to get your shit together. You just be like, okay, maybe try to focus on this area and this area, because that's where they're judging the highest. That's where the most points are. I feel Strategy. Like I feel like that's a very... See, that, that would be the approach that I would like, right? I don't like getting yeah. yelled at, or being no. told that I suck, or, like, change this, this, and this. Like, I like, you know, you did really good on this, but maybe this part. It's funny that you said that. Like, I just feel like it's a very nurturing approach. Yeah, maybe not every driver is like that. Maybe some want to be yelled at and told they're a piece of shit, but that's, I guess that's my approach is just, a, yeah, <laughs> Alexis, get it together. <laughs> no, I'd be crying, man. I, no, compliments amateur, whatever you called it. <laughs> yeah. Good news, bad news. Exactly. Yeah. A little, like, cushion. <laughs> Good news, that was cool. Bad news, that was not. Yeah. My favorite part is just when they, whenever they do get it all together, like the stars are aligned and that run was like a, a heater, an absolute heater. My favorite part is just being able to get on the mic and be like, that was fucking rad. Hell yeah. Like you got the win. Like that's my favorite part. <laughs> oh yeah. Do you have to, do you ever say anything when people suck over the announcing? Cause obviously if you're spotting, you have to tell them where they're sucking, but do you yeah. ever say anything? Really? Um, well, so I'm never going to be like, wow, that guy's trash, but I'll probably say, um, the, my strategy is, again, I don't know if this is right, is this my <laughs> brain is like, maybe do it this way, um, is to just say, like, where he sort of didn't do as well as the person he was facing, because that's not really a full insult, you know, mm-hmm. if you're like, oh, well, you know, to pick two drivers, I don't know, the driver A got really, really deep on that first outer zone, and driver B, he really left a couple of points out on the board, so he's gonna have to step it up if he wants to beat him, that kind of thing. Just filler words. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I'd I'd be like, by accident, I'd be like, ooh, my god. (laughs) Like, during it. You'd be a dope announcer. I think you'd be really good at it, because you're super funny, and, you know, you always have interesting things to say. I think you'd be good at it. You can't put Kim live, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I feel like half the time I'd be like, people would be like, it, half the time I'd be like, ew, or yeah. like, something like that would come out, and people are like, I hate this. All she does is say, ew. Kim's like, yikes, that was hard to watch. <laughs> I can't do it, but I'm going to sit here and watch you also can't do it. <laughs> yeah. My favorite when something terrible has happened or someone messed up really bad is just that running joke that was on the internet last year. It was like, ooh, you hate to see it. <laughs> Another spin out in the center section. You hate to see it, Mike. <laughs> so are you doing announcing this year or are you doing spotting? Um, I ha- Honestly, I should probably get on this. I haven't really spoken to Mike Knapp um, about having me back for the gambler again i would love to um my (laughs) ideal season would probably be to try to announce the gamblers and then maybe spot for a clutch kickers that'd be cool um because that's my one goal like the two events that i've not gotten to do in my life that i really really want to do is clutch kickers and grid life so that's sort of on my bucket list of like i need to get there among other tracks i haven't driven but um, to get to do a clutch kicker season as a spotter, or even as a crew person, would be awesome. <clears throat> People forget I can I can change tires too. I can do most stuff. Um, my the most ridiculous thing I had to do as a, a crew member was Kenrick blew his diff the very last lap of practice and had like twenty to thirty minutes before he was up to compete. And so we were like middle of the summer trying to change a diff as fast as we can on like hot pavement and there's a group just standing around watching and I was on one axle and he was on the other and we're like greasy and sweaty and dirty and 
when you're doing it, you're like cursing everything. But then when you're done, you're like, badass, we got it done in time. Um, but there's nothing more heartbreaking than not getting it done in time. <laughs> that's the worst. No, that's like good on you. I feel like I'd be like, oh no, man. I mean, it's a diff. Kim's Ooh. like, you tried your best, and that's what counts. <laughs> Sounds like we are into cigarette break. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, uh, he is an E36, so he's on your team, Kim. Don't you love uh, BMW E-chassis? I do. I do have a thing for those more so than um, my friends. <laughs> well, um, a lot of my friends have E-chassis as well, and they swear up and down they're like the easiest and best to drift. So you're mm-hmm. among good company there. I think as long as you rip out everything European engine and electrical-wise, <laughs> they're awesome. The chassis itself is great. Just yeah. throw in something else completely reliable and easy. Um, and yeah. Maybe a awesome. V8? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe a little iron block junkyard boy? <laughs> Maybe something Japanese even. Something, anything Ooh. besides... Um, no, that's a lie. I'm not going to lie. Um Oh, no, what did I, I had a 325i, and that one was badass, and that one didn't die on me. I also blew out the oil pan, so. <laughs> what were you doing when you blew out that oil pan, Kim? Well, um, I was and actually. I slipped on something, I guess. <laughs> like, accidentally went off track? Like, were, you on, like, were you on, like, Amherst Street or something? Yeah, it was like black ice in July. <laughs> you could see why I was caught off guard. Spooky. <laughs> Oh, that's weird, right? Back to you, Sarah. (laughs) Uh, I was um, thinking I had more balls than I did on the track, so (laughs) your story's better. (laughs) Nah, it's not. I ripped my oil pan out on a Ruby Tuesdays curb. (laughs) Not cool. I tried to look so cool. Trust me. And there wasn't, I mean, luckily there wasn't any people around. It was like one in the morning. But... No witnesses. No, no. Just the town truck guy that's like, you sure you want me to, like, just dot tow this to, a, like, a junkyard? I'm like, this is not the time for that, please. <laughs> and we're like, I'm already crying myself to sleep. Can you just pretend, like, maybe I can save it? <laughs> the tow guy's, like, pouring salt in the wound. Mom's in a junkyard. <laughs> I feel like, I'm pretty sure I just need you to tow this thing. Your opinion was unwarranted. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. But, Damn. Yeah. Anyways, enough enough about Sasson. Did we have any other creepy facts that we learned? Yeah, what um, are the I, rest of my creepy facts? We did have cheerleader on there. <laughs> yeah. Mostly because I was a shitty gymnast. I could do like a few of the things I was supposed to do to be a good gymnast. So a shitty gymnast is a great cheerleader. You're like, if you can do a, a round off back handspring, they're like, oh my god, you're the best. So, you know. <laughs> It was just another cool thing to have, like, a community and friends who did the same thing. And, you know, a lot of people are like, that's not sport. I was like, um, the three practices a day I had to do would disagree with you, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I had back handspring. (laughs) I couldn't do it now, for sure, no. It was mostly because, like, my coach would just yell at me in Russian. If anyone's going to yell at you in Russian, you're going to learn those things. Like, get it done. I can't do a cartwheel. (laughs) <laughs> dude i could teach you to do a good cartwheel it's very simple this summer we're doing it i thought i could you know i got really cocky because i remember my like kid body being able to do it and i was like, <laughs> I was like 
whip these out and it must have been because I was proportioned differently because I could really <laughs> just keep going. I did I don't even think I did one. I think my legs did that weird like you just kind of shifted. <laughs> oh, it was ugly. I'm glad it was just me. I feel like weird. if I tried now I'd pull like the inside of my thighs. Try, but try on something soft. You land way harder. Um, nowadays, being over 30, if I try to do any of that, I'll, you know, when I go inverted, I come back, I'm just seeing stars. I'm too old for this. Yeah. Can't, you can't come up too fast anymore. No, you gotta be careful. <laughs> I feel like I'm good on, like, the cartwheels and stuff, though. I'll just have a migraine for the next three days. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Face <laughs> me up too much. <laughs> No. All the blood can't pull that fast to the forehead that quickly at this age. Yeah. It gives us headaches and they don't go away. My body's uh, like, what is this? You got off the couch to do this? Yeah. Oh, I already have to work too crazy hard Monday through Friday. My body needs 48 hours to just reset. Um, I do have um motorcycle. Question mark. I wrote question mark. Yeah, so I had an R6. It's a funny story of how I got it. Um, my neighbor was really into... So my dad lived in a townhouse, and his neighbor, who was like his BFF, they did everything together, his girlfriend was wanting to learn how to ride a motorcycle, and my dad's neighbor was like super into it, so he's stoked. Like, that was his drifting. So he was like, oh, I'm going to build this for her as a surprise. And they needed someone to like test out the girl proportions, so they lowered it so you could touch your little feet on each side and all that. And he, he finally gives it to her, and we're all standing around. We're, like, very excited. We explain whiskey throttle, and we're like, just don't do that, and you're good. And she gets too excited and, like, whiskey throttles and hurts herself. And we were like, no! And then no matter how hard we tried to coax her for, like, the next year, she did not want anything to do with it. And you know, and you know what? It is what it is. Um, so he was like, I have this bike that's damaged. Do you want to just buy it off me? And I was like, all right, sure. Um, and I owned it probably for a couple of years. I still have it. It's at my dad's house now. Um, but I had a, a few friends, uh, getting really bad accidents. And, you know, the more I got older and I got into drifting, I was like, I can do enough crazy shit in a car. <laughs> so although I do think it's a blast, uh, I love riding, uh, I think, you know, back burner for now. It just sucks you have to worry about everyone else on the road. <laughs> I mean, you could be the best rider. Yeah. And, you know, you don't have that protection of a car around you. So if you get, you know, even a minor accident, you could really hurt yourself. And I sort of came down to, like, I would not want to get hurt and then not be able to do my other hobbies. Um, and maybe I sound like a whole bitch and that's totally fine. <laughs> but, yeah, I was like, I, I choose drifting and snowboarding and, you know, doing all those things and I'll, I'll give up. Plus, you know, you guys probably can get this. As you get older, you kind of have to, some hobbies have to fall off because, you know, you have this full-time job, you're building cars and going drifting, which is also a full-time job, you, you know, and things just fall by the wayside, unfortunately. Yeah, really, I can't really. do it all. I'm not super human. <laughs> Taylor. Yes. Um, you got any uh, Whitmore's Weekly Wisdoms for us? I do. I love these. All right. Uh, so this week, my Whitmore Weekly Wisdom is the only time you can fail is when you don't even give it a dang try. Yep. Like okay. that. But hold on. What if you what try if you and it doesn't work out? Oh. That's different. That's not failure. So what is it? That's just it doesn't work out. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. 
you can only fail if you don't try, you know? Yeah, I think, um, so I was, like, sucking learning how to snowboard back in the day. It took me, like, way too long. My dad was, like, very frustrated with me. And he told me that, you know, I only was going to not learn if I quit. And that succeeding was just getting up one more time than I ate shit. <laughs> so I was like, damn, okay, that's easy enough. Dude, the first time I went, I spent the whole time crying. Like, each time I went down. Every time I fell, I would yeah. just cry. But I fucking love it now, and I'm pretty damn good, so. <laughs> nice. You are good. Yeah. You are good. I think anyone that can record themselves snowboarding is good. So my bar is, like, here. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's amazing. I'm like, I'd be too scared, because I don't have insurance on my phone, so. <laughs> yeah, thankfully, I learned when I was younger, though. Like, I was, I don't know, like, 15, so I didn't really care about getting hurt. But Wait, really? Quick, your dad also taught you how to snowboard? I'm telling you, man, my dad is the coolest person to ever live. It wasn't a dad who was like, be careful and, you know, cross, watch the street before you cross or whatever the heck. He was just like, listen, you need to go faster because you're never going to learn unless you go faster. He actually <laughs> threw, my, threw my snowboard in the woods once because he was so frustrated. <laughs> but I'm a slow learner. Like, um, I'll pick it up eventually. I'm not going to quit. I'm not. That's why I've been terrible at drifting for five years, six years. Um, but I'll get it eventually. I just need reps. So I did learn eventually. And now he does not throw my snowboard in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Look who's winning now. I do think that's funny. It's like your dad's mission in life was to have the coolest kids. Yeah. Like, he would even come to my games and be like, hey, listen. When you're throwing your back handspring, it's a little slow. I'm going to need you to, like, pick it up because you're not landing on the right eight count. And I'm like, Dad, are you my dad or are you a coach? Which one? It's like, you it's like, you're, it's like you're embarrassing me, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Wow. Thank uh, you so much for coming on. Talk thank you guys for that. having me. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Letting me blab on. No, yeah, thanks for spending an hour of your Saturday with us. Heck yeah. But on that note. <laughs> yep. All right. Let's do it. All right, guys. We'll see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys again for tuning in and listening to us ramble. Definitely check out the next episode. Appreciate all your support. Don't forget to follow Drift Kitchen on Instagram and to check out their big cartel site and pick up some merch. Thanks again, guys.